1: We'll
2: 7-8-8-8-8.
3: Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good still. I was gonna decapitate you real quick. It was really. It was fun.
4: It really is fun. So we, had a, we had the actual lightsabers here on, staff, uh, on set today, but we were uh, talking about how, I don't know, it was some tour that we did a while ago where Pat and I were on the road together with Glenn, and we uh, found the um, app on your phone that sounds like mm-hmm. a lightsaber and makes contact and makes the sounds, and we just did it uh, full time. It was like, the whole trip. The whole time. By the end, Glenn wanted to kill us. <laughs> um, well, I mean, he maybe wanted to kill us at the beginning of the trip, too, but he wanted to kill us for sure. that by the end of the trip.
3: But you have reminded me of that app, which does not exist on my current phone, which needs to,
4: probably. <laughs> needs to
3: live there. And uh, especially with the uh, movie back. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see it, but I'm going to have to. So either I pass away quickly or I wait to see it. There's no other option. There's no other option. It's but sad. Uh, sad. But it's going to be... I guess the real thing is it will be difficult to wait, but I'll
4: somehow... Get through it. I, uh, I gotta wait till Tuesday, but you're going this weekend, right? I am. I'm and I'm trying to stay away from all media reports on the stupid thing. You going point. tomorrow? Um, yeah, I after uh, the show. Yeah, sometime. probably after the show. Yeah. yeah. So should be good. Um, and uh, I guess there's sort of a uh, a battle brewing in the uh, debates that have been. S- it's similar to the, the 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 light, the good side of the force, and of course mm-hmm. the dark side. This would put Marco
3: Rubio on the dark side.
4: I guess it would, and and I. It's probably, he's really not, he's more of a Lando Calrissian. He's got some good qualities <laughs> yeah. and bad qualities. Yeah, uh, He's kind of in the middle there. Um, but he is trying to put this thing on Ted Cruz. And to be honest about it, I can understand it. It, it seems to be a fair attack on its, on, its, uh, on its face. Brett Baer, I think, believes it, would you say? Yeah, um, he seemed to. He, he seemed to believe it when he was uh, interviewing uh, Ted Cruz last night. Let's watch how that went.
2: I don't want immigration reform to fail. I want immigration reform to pass. And so I would urge people of good faith on both sides of the aisle, if the objective is to pass common sense immigration reform that secures the borders, that improves legal immigration, and that allows those who are here illegally to come in out of the shadows, then we should look for areas of bipartisan agreement, and compromise to come together. Now that amendment would have allowed undocumented immigrants to uh, remain in the U.S. permanently and obtain legal status. So how do you square that circle? Actually, Brett, it it wouldn't have. What was happening there is is that was the battle over the gang of eight, the Rubio-Schumer amnesty bill, which was a massive amnesty bill proposed by Senator Rubio, by Chuck Schumer and Barack Obama. And I was leading the fight against amnesty. I was standing shoulder to shoulder with Jeff Sessions. I was standing shoulder to shoulder with Steve King leading the fight to secure the borders. And what I did, that particular amendment was an amendment I introduced to remove citizenship, to say those who are here illegally shall be permanently ineligible for citizenship. Now, the fact that I introduced an amendment to remove part of the Gang of Eight bill doesn't mean I support the rest of the Gang of Eight bill. The Gang of Eight bill was a mess. It was a terrible bill. I mean, that's a pretty good explanation there at the
4: end. Yeah. Just because I proposed something to pull back some of the Gang of Eight bill does not mean I support the rest of it. Again, I use the same logic to support Marco Rubio when they were talking about abortion. He voted for so he. a twenty. Yes, and he did as well. He voted for a twenty-week abortion ban, and people were saying, "Well, you voted for a twenty-week abortion ban. That means you support abortion up to twenty weeks." And he's like, "No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's better than what we have now, um, and I would like that to happen." Uh, to stop abortions after 20 weeks. But if someone the next next week uh, proposes a full ban of abortion, I would, of course, be in favor of that as well. You're essentially approve, improving a bad bill. Mm-hmm. And what Cruz was doing there was saying... And there's, there's a lot of uh, stuff. That it's a little bit complicated with the whole poison pill thing. I think if he were to say, look, what he said there, I it was improving something that was bad. So therefore, if you take a, a, a terrible bill, Um, you know, and you, you know, pull back some of the uh, negative parts about it, that doesn't mean you support the entire bill, right? Like, Mm -hmm. so like if you had, if there was a bill to to build the Death Star and you're Luke Skywalker and you're voting on it, and uh, you say, you know what, uh, I'm going to put up an amendment right now to this bill on the Death Star. I do not want to spend that extra money on, uh, on the cafeteria on the 37th floor because it's just wasteful. That doesn't mean you support building the Death Star. It means that you're trying to cut the costs of building it. So if it does pass, it's better uh, than what it currently uh, looks like. Mm-hmm. I think that's. A, I mean, that mm-hmm. happens all the time yeah. in Washington. But I mean, he is. You know, Cruz is convincing. So I think the cl- the clips of him from back in that day do make it look like he was a passionate supporter. Though you know, the evidence around it is not. I mean, like the press release at the time explains his position as he states it today. Jeff Sessions supports him in that. Uh, Politico. Uh, politifact. Politifact. Politifact said it was mostly false oh, okay. claim. Uh, by, uh, by Marco Rubio, which, again, is n- they're no friend of Ted Cruz. PolitiFact is not friendly uh, no. to Ted Cruz.
3: No, they're not. Um, okay, so on the, uh, at first glance, this looks like, okay, yeah, it's a good defense. It, it should be over then. But uh, Brett pushed it a little bit further
2: the problem though is that at the time you were telling people like byron york with the washington examiner that this was not a poison pill you told him my objective was not to kill immigration reform you said you wanted it to pass at the time so my question to you is looking back at what you said then and what you're saying now which one should people believe what the amendments I introduced and I introduced five amendments a whole series of amendments what they did is they illustrated the hypocrisy of the Democrats they showed that it was a partisan effort and they succeeded in defeating the Rubio Schumner amnesty bill and I gotta tell you Brett the biggest news on immigration last night came that after five debates senator Rubio finally admitted not only was he for the Rubio Schumer amnesty proposal, but he still supports amnesty today. And he said that on English-language television, not just Spanish-language television. He said last (laughs) night, for the first time, he supports amnesty, he supports citizenship for 12 million people here illegally. I think that's fundamentally wrong, and it's one of the really sharp divides. Hmm.
3: Uh, Well, Brett pushes further and further and really doesn't let him off the hook on that at all. And uh, kind of tells him, well, no, it sounded like you wanted the bill to actually pass, so you must have liked the bill. But he voted against the bill, which is evidence that he didn't want it to yes. pass. Yes, and, and I think Glenn's explanation is a really good one. He, he said that it wasn't a poison pill to, this, to Byron York at the times because, uh, I'm sure, because he was, he was playing that game. Okay, if they want this done, put this amendment in and then vote for your bill because it's going to make it more likely to pass with this. And that's what you want. Right. So this isn't a poison pill. This is what you want. It's it's a better likelihood that this bill would pass, which is what he was kind of uh, saying at the at the hearing there. So I I tend to think that that's what's going on and it's convoluted. It's tough to understand. It's tough to digest in a little sound bite. Uh, so it might be problematic for him. Uh, I hope not. but It I probably will. I,
4: I mean, you know, in a Rubio-Cruz battle, however, um, you know, if anything, if th- this helps anybody, it's Donald Trump. I mean, it, because yeah. if you have a guy like Cruz, who is obviously one of the strongest guys on illegal immigration, um, you know, and Cruz, uh, Trump gets to kind of step out of this. And if, if they start to <laughs> doubt Cruz, they're not going to go to Rubio because Rubio is already bad on this issue. So in a way, it's not, he, Rubio's not trying to take votes from Ted Cruz here. What he's trying to do is remove votes from Cruz and push them somewhere else. Now, of course, Donald Trump's leading the pack. It's just still the assumption from everybody that when it comes down to it, he's not going to be leading the pack. You know, uh, you know that remains to be seen, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I think, you know, that's part of it here. Is This doesn't help Rubio. Rubio doesn't get new votes from this, I don't think. You're not going to like, oh, well... Cruz was almost as bad as Rubio on immigration. So as a hardcore immigration uh you know a guy, I'm going to go with uh Rubio. No, you're that going with Cruz. you're going with Trump. You're going to go with Cruz or you're going to go with Trump? Because
3: he's the one you think or you believe or you hope or whatever Trump supporters do. I uh, think is the one who is tough on immigration.
4: Which and is he's laughable. Not. It's laughable. It's laughable. I, mean, it, I mean, he was hammering Romney
3: for his tough position.
4: Think about how ridiculous that is. He was saying Mitt Romney was too tough on illegal immigration in 2012, and that's the reason they lost. And his motivation for that, by the way, was not because mm-hmm. of you know, what right and wrong. It was because you're going to scare Hispanic voters away from the Republican Party, which, of course, he's done more than any of oh the past 50 presidents combined. Yeah. Uh, you know that's been his entire approach was to say to, to scare Hispanic voters away from the Republican Party. Yep. Uh, what a bizarre! I mean, I don't know how it works. It's just people have either don't follow these things or have really short memories. One of the two. No, uh, or both. Or both. Or both. Could it be two or, of the two.
3: Or the, the American people have just become so butt stupid that there's just no hope for the country anymore. Is that possible? Yes. It is. It is definitely possible. Did you say possible
4: or probable? Uh, probable. Okay.
3: Uh, let's go with probable now. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Something else that uh, happened uh, late yesterday was that the uh, uh, mistrial was declared in the trial of the Baltimore uh, cop who accused of. I I don't know. Are, is it actual murder? Are they because there, there can't be uh, there can't be planning involved in this, right? So they're just. I mean, it's not premeditation. So it's reckless endangerment that he's being charged with. And it was, a, uh, it, was, it was a hung jury, well, so I mean, look, it was a mis- look, mistrial. It's
4: another one of these cases, Pat, where a white cop comes in and yeah. beats the crap out of Except a black that. guy and kills him for no reason mm. other than the color of his skin. And other other than, that needs to
3: stop mm-hmm. right now. It does, but w- w- this isn't a black cop. I mean, this isn't a white cop. It's a black cop. And, uh, and he didn't beat him. He, he was just driving with him in the back. And so No justice, no peace, Pat. That's all I have to say. Hands up, don't shoot. Hands up, don't shoot. No okay, justice, that's no what I say. Hands, hands up, don't shoot. Okay, whatever. Black cop. Okay, not really. He's, I, I. don't know. I don't know how you make this into a racial thing. How do you make this into a race riot like they were having in Baltimore? Because a black man supposedly killed or contributed to the death of another black man. So blacks are going to go out and burn down buildings over that? What? How, how is this a racial is incident at all
4: it just it just isn't well it goes back to what we were just talking about it, it doesn't have to be true anymore
3: no it that's there
4: was right. a time when when a fact would come out and say and you know change people's minds you know we yeah. showed uh, I don't know if we have it in the prep today but the guy who disproved uh, the steel can't melt thing yeah um, it's up on the blaze if you want to see it here's something that happened. Uh 2001, obviously, the, the the conspiracy theorists have been saying, well, steel can't melt. Steel can't melt. Jet fuel only burns at 1,500 degrees, and steel melts at 2,700 degrees or whatever the, the numbers are. And so this guy was just like, all right, I've heard this argument plenty of times. Let me just show you that what happens. And he goes through and illustrates exactly what happened. Um, and in two minutes, completely dissembles it. Heats up the heats up the steel and then bends it with his little finger. With his pinky. And then he
3: bends it back. And then he bends it again. And he says, okay. You know, I, I'm tired of hearing
4: this. Stop it. Right. Go get a job. Point being that obviously the pressure of an entire building on top of could not uh, be sustained, right. and that's why it collapsed. Yeah, and, and of course that's what the scientists have been Did saying all time. Did it turn to liquid? No, no, probably not. Yeah, no, it just bent, and that's all you need. You need structural yeah. weakness. Um, which is what happened. So, um, but that, so he posted that online. Does that change people's minds though? No. At, at one point in it our doesn't. history, I feel like watching that video, people would have been like, holy crap, oh I can't gosh. believe I've been misled like this, I'm gonna change my mind. That's not what happens anymore. When you, when you oh, there's a racial murder, this guy Freddie Greg was murdered, uh, the cop is black. Uh, no justice, no peace! <laughs> it's like there's, it doesn't change minds anymore. Not at all. It doesn't all. matter. Oh, uh, Donald Trump's the only guy who's tough on immigration. Uh, actually, he said Mitt Romney was too tough on immigration in 2012, and he was his, scaring Hispanics out of the party. That, that was his big problem. Why do you hate Donald, Why hate Donald Trump? Trump? It's just like people don't even attempt to listen to you the know. facts anymore, and I don't know how you solve that. Uh, you know, if, it, it's, it's almost impossible. There used to be something where people would would look at the facts and try to decipher what was going on they wouldn't always have everything right, but at least you try. I know I don't think that even happens anymore people get instead it 's like a um, you know you put yourself behind a barricade and lock yourself into this position and no matter what anyone says, you just hope uh, you know you just keep looking and trying to argue and argue and argue you see it with all sorts of conspiracy theories on the internet and now it's creeping into like normal mainstream stories wouldn't it be nice if a guy like uh, Alex Jones,
3: the godfather of the truther movement. Wouldn't it would be nice if he saw that video and said, Oh, wow. Okay, well, hmm. Maybe I was wrong on that.
4: <laughs> Can not imagine it be that nice?
3: It would <laughs> never happen. <laughs> it wouldn't, because he can't. He's staked out this position. Yeah, it's his livelihood. It's hood. too important to his cause now. Yeah, so. and
4: I think, like, with when you're trying to, I don't know, you're on, it's like, as a broadcaster, you can see, you can feel that sometimes, you know, um, if you've taken a position and then you start questioning it, most hosts don't change their mind because right. it's difficult to do that. You you go in front of your audience and say, you know, what I was wrong on that. One of the things I've loved about Glenn over the years is his ability do to that. do that. I mean, one of, the, I mean, you know, um, it's. One of the things that's made him, I think, successful over the years is that ability.
3: We did it just today, a few minutes ago on radio, when we realized Trump was the guy.
4: Oh yeah, that's right. Because
3: <laughs> as we as we finally it finally sunk in,
4: it's called we have a country. Uh, okay. The Chinese built a wall thirteen
3: thousand years ago, Pat. I'm tired of losing to them. We don't, we don't win anymore. Do you Do you not want America
4: to be great again? Okay. All right. so so once, now we've done that. We've we flipped <laughs> we've flipped. we on shape. that now, uh, but so. it's you know it, it's tough to do as a host. But I think in a way, social media and, and things like that make you into a host. Like you're yep. hosting a, a small radio show. Yep. You know when you're you're writing a small column, and when you put things up on uh, on your Facebook page and say, "Hey, steel doesn't melt. Steel doesn't melt. Steel doesn't melt for five years." Then you realize steel doesn't need to melt. It just needs to be structurally weak. You see mm-hmm. it happen on a video. You could, I mean, you might feel like an idiot privately. Or, you just search for a way to justify yeah. how your belief still. You stands. say,
3: "Oh, it was he had it way hotter than it would have been," or, "Oh, he used some sort of trick to do that," yeah. or you know, you, you justify it however you can. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so I'm sure that's what happens.
4: Triple yeah. eight seven two seven Beckmore, Pat and Stew is coming up. All right, right. Uh, got a sponsor this time. Is it ManCrate's? Nice. Yes, ManCrate's. We are close, very close. Thank you, Pat. Mm. Uh, close to uh, Christmas. Did you know that? How many days now, Pat? I'm going to say eight days right. eight before days. Christmas. Eight days until Christmas. So, uh, man crates is the place to go to get any guy that you uh, have in your life to get him a, a great Christmas present. Something they're not going to uh, necessarily be expecting. Every guy has some interest, whether it's uh, maybe uh, sports or, you know, it's, it's golf or it's, uh, you know, food or uh, whiskey or whatever. What You know, what is that guy that you have, whether it's your dad or your brother or your cousin or your, your husband, What do they love? Because you find that out, you think about that, and you think, oh, I can't go buy stuff. I don't know enough about that topic. I'm not into golf. I don't know what he would like. ManCrates does. All you have to do is go to ManCrates.com, and then they have a huge list uh, of, of different crates for you to choose from any interest. Really, you can find it at mancrates.com. Each crate ships with a crowbar, and then you try to open them up, and it's very entertaining to watch them try to open these up because they make it intentionally difficult. <laughs> and you go to mancrates.com blaze right now, you get 10% off your order. So try it. Go there. Get your Christmas shopping done in one place. It's really easy. mancrates.com blaze, mancrates.com
1: blaze. This podcast brought to you by My Patriot Supply.
3: Welcome to Patents 2, 888 uh, this is <laughs> This is a story that'll it'll make your blood curdle. Um, uh, UN de- delegation came to the United States. Uh, human rights experts from Poland, the UK, and Costa Rica spent 10 days this, uh, this month touring the US so they could prepare a report on the nation's overall treatment of women. And they were appalled. At the treatment of women. Um, why? Because of all the honor killings that happen in America, I'm sure. And the, the fact that a woman can't go out unaccompanied as a rule. And, in, in, uh, you know, by, by, cons- by the Constitution, as it states in the, uh, in the uh, We Hate Women clause, uh, where it says that a woman can't go out by herself unless she's accompanied by a man and he's allowed it. And then, uh, you know, all our laws where it says I can divorce a woman by just saying I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. And then you're divorced. But a woman can't do that to a man. And then where, you know, you need uh, like a bunch of witnesses that corroborate the woman's story about rape in order to even take it to trial because you can't believe a woman. Right. And then there's the the cultural law in America where you can't uh, be uncovered at all. Um, we can only see your eyelids, and that's it. That's all we want to see from a woman.
4: Um, Pat, then these aren't our laws. So that you're talking about Sharia law. That's a, uh, that's not our. Those are, That's not an What? Country.
3: That doesn't happen here. No. Then what were
4: they appalled by? Hmm. What were they appalled by? Huh?
3: Huh? That's weird, isn't it? Huh? Hmm. What Where were they that?
4: appalled by, Pat?
3: Uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> three women from the that led a UN working group on discrimination in order to evaluate a wide range of U.S. policies and attitudes, as well as school, health, and prison systems. So they visited, you know, the horrible states, Alabama, Texas, and then Oregon. Um, No explanation was given as to why those states. But the delegates were appalled by gender inequality they witnessed, the shocking gender pay gap. Which doesn't exist. The lack of maternity
4: leave and affordable child care. So let's just maternity leave being you're paying uh, women to leave and, and go and have babies, yeah. um, which is a nice benefit mm-hmm. at jobs. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, uh, the Family and Medical Leave Act does uh, uh, require that you allow women to mm-hmm. take maternity leave. It's just mm-hmm. a question of whether you would pay them for it or not. Um, and uh, that's a benefit at a lot of companies, uh, not all, but many. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently they... I guess they wanted it required in federal law, would be my suspicion.
3: Yeah. And not to mention the treatment, though, of female illegals held in detention centers. Um, Uh, Female what? Illegal aliens.
4: Uh, Female aliens that are... Illegal. That are, I'm
3: sorry, non-documented. You can't call a woman illegal. Uh, Naturally, the delegation was very concerned about gun violence, too, uh, against women. Because everyone abroad knows that in gun-crazy America, everyone walks around with multi-clip high-magazine capacity assault machine guns that they purchase from a vending machine on, you know, you can do that at any street corner. Uh, The women had plenty of other recommendations for the U.S., including campaign finance reform to allow more women to be elected. Uh, raising the the minimum wage and removing restrictions on abortions.
4: Strangely, this just feels like the straight-out liberal Gosh, uh, it? platform. has nothing to like, do with women. Yeah, like, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't. The, the minimum wage is just, just a minimum wage for men and women. Should they have a higher one for women? Here's the most disturbing thing of all, okay, Stu, okay. is that stupid American women
3: don't even realize how bad things are here. They don't even know how bad they have it. Mm. We, we, as American men, have convinced them that it's pretty good. Oh my and uh, that's the lie that they don't understand. So many people really believe that U.S. women are way better off with respect to rights than any woman in the world, uh, one of the delegates said. From the U.K.? Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? This is nothing but socialism, progressivism, yeah. and bull crap. And we
4: are less socialist than the U.K. Yes. And we are less socialist than yes. the United Nations. Yes, we are. We are. So when you rate some, this is what happens with the health studies all the time. They're like, the U.S. healthcare care system's the worst in the world. For example, they don't have a federal law mandating universal health care. Well, when you're judging it mm. on whether if the, the health care system is socialist or not, then we are going to perform par- poorly. That is legitimately <laughs> one of the things that they put in the criteria for these uh, studies on who has the best health care system. It's not about uh, who has the best outcomes. It's about whether the government's paying for it or not. Well, we don't have that system because we want better outcomes. We don't care about who's paying for it. We want to we want the people to have the best health care in the world, which we do have. Uh, so typical, uh, typical United Nations stuff.
3: Which there. is kind of interesting because I, I, I just I was fascinated by the gender pay gap
4: pay gap still, crap. still hanging around after all. These you know, years.
3: still hanging around. But okay, you come here from the UN and you. See that there is some sort of discrepancy there, but you don't understand why. Okay, all right. Let's give you So you're trying you that. to
4: be gentle. You're trying. You're being yes. generous
3: here. I'm trying to be generous with them. I'm trying to say, okay, something does exist, but there are many, many factors that go into that, and when you remove those factors, we make the same.
4: Right. And but the, the let's factor, say you don't know right, that. Right. Okay. We've gone over the factors many times on the show. I won't bore you with it right. again.
3: Let's <laughs> Let's just compare. Let's just say it's apples to apples. Mm-hmm. Okay, in Italy, women don't even make half of what men do. Uh, Italy, that's in Europe, Uh, last time I checked. It it. is? Yeah, in uh, Europe. Uh, Women in the workforce um, in Jordan, of course, you know, it's ranked 140th in the world. They make almost nothing compared to a man. Uh, I mean, it goes on and on and on. We're like 65th as far as the worst uh, country in pay gap. The and middle of the pack. It, so we're right in the middle there. And the, the pay gap, as we've said a million times, is
4: completely explained away. Yeah, it's actually not real at all. It's not real. No. Um, and it, you know, it comes down to do with choices that uh, women make. It has to do with uh, you know, uh, creating, uh, taking a large group of people and just averaging what they make. You can't do that. You can, that's, that doesn't make any sense at all. You have people who have been working in the field for 40 years and someone who worked in the field for one year... You have to do uh, education levels and uh, experience levels, and when you control for those basic things that any economist would tell you had to be controlled for, the the gender pay gap it basically disappears. It does. Um, it's down to you know well under two percent, and even the one percent is still questionable. Um, it's, different studies have found different things. This gives us sixty-six. This says sixty-six percent. This was, UN. Sixty-six percent is more than even uh, the freaking activists here. Are I saying. mean, yeah,
3: the activists here say women make what seventy-eight cents on the dollar. Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Eighty-seven cents on the dollar. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, in Canada it's seventy-two percent. In UK it's sixty-nine. So they're supposedly three percent better than us. Which is really? Are you that?
4: Outraged you know, and so you're 3%?
3: outraged. Uh, China sixty-three. France fifty. So France and Italy far worse. I mean, you know, shut up. Why, why do we even get these stories?
4: pisses me off. <laughs> it's Christmas time. We're supposed to be happy. <laughs> yeah. We've got Star Wars to talk about today. That's right, and we're going to. Yeah, we're going to do that. we got a big Star Wars thing today. What else do we have coming up?
3: Uh, we, we have, have much. food. We, you know what else we have? We, we have the Christmas Ooh, twist. Oh, my God, the Christmas twist is today. Up. Yeah. That's,
4: that's the today. biggest day of the year. It's a day. If that's you've today. never seen the Christmas twist, today's your lucky day, because it is the greatest Christmas movie that has ever been done. A lot of people have said that. Yeah, we're building up to it. People. It's going to be uh, in the next hour, about this time, the next hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure you stay here because you're going to want to see that. The story of uh, a wonderful uh, cookie store mm-hmm. um, and the pressure, uh, oppression of a female business owner. This really applies to what we're talking about. Yeah, it does. Uh, and, and her right to be able to keep her own property. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, keep her cookie store in business around the holidays, mm-hmm. uh, because some evil business person wanted to come in and, and, and you know put up factories and gun guns and cigars and pork rinds. Only in America does oh, that. Happen. This is what happens yeah. in America. Yeah. Oh, appalled. We're appalled by that.
3: But you'll see it. You'll see it all unfold coming up on Pat and Stu, along with some other stuff too. Stu already talked about. I did. Yeah, I did talk about. Yeah. That I'm not going to Wait, I, but no one answered. We have the like gender page. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Probably in the grocery store. What page is food on? Uh, 238. Oh. 888-727-DEC, it is Patents and uh, Hey, on C- on uh, CNBC, they're saying that the White House uh, has pretty much gotten everything they wanted. That they laid out at the beginning of the year for spending, for a budget. And uh, so this is great because we've got Republicans in a majority in the House. We've got a majority of Republicans in the Senate. And the president's still got everything they wanted. It's mm. wonderful. It's a stunner. Uh, apparently, so this this budget deal they just reached... Uh, has hundreds of needless ideological writers. president's team is still reviewing the text of omnibus, but it appears to meet the priorities the president outlined first at the beginning of this year, according to a White House spokeswoman, Jennifer Thanks. Friedman. So good for them for caving into absolutely everything again for Barack Obama.
4: But we got, we did, you have, to, yes, yes, I see what you're doing here. Mm. You're being mm. negative. But, I mean, mm. we did get those uh what twelve things in twelve weeks? That we no, we didn't get any of those. Well, we got one. We got one, and that was. I think uh, we got a second one did at we? some point. Yeah, did we I get two? I can't remember what the second one was. We, we got did, one sixth of them. We did, was it a? Huh? Did they ever do the Obamacare uh, repeal? Because I remember hearing that was going to get passed, and he was going to have to veto it. And we were like, "Yeah, you know what? Do it." But I don't remember him actually vetoing it. I don't remember, frankly. Hmm. But uh, you know, here's here's what's
3: great: the Obama climate deal. All of the funds for that. Yeah. Oh, please are in. they're there. They're yes! There. They're there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so don't worry about that. Uh, Planned Parenthood. All their funds still intact. Planned Parenthood got through this spending bill unscathed. Yeah. We're gonna keep killing babies
4: with federal funds.
3: Yay!
4: But <laughs> well, what were we only at? Like a, I think we're only at. We're only at fifty-two, 52. million babies killed so far since nineteen
3: seventy-two. Let's get to one hundred million. <laughs> yay! Uh, uh,
4: quick thing, if we can work together here, uh, uh-huh. I want the climate deal. I know you want all the babies dead. We kill all the babies <laughs> for a generation. We solve the climate oh, crisis.
3: Yay! What if we? What if we just slaughter every unborn child? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah all yeah, of them. all of them. And then, all of them. then there's just no Just like Harry tried to do. Wow. Right around Christmas time. What a special treat that would be.
4: What <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas miracle! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay!
3: <laughs> uh So, uh, what was it? Uh, it's how- <laughs> driving me out of my mind. Three. It honestly is. These are Republicans. How do they let this happen? How do they let? The, how did the conservatives? Let this happen.
4: How did anybody let this happen? Yeah, I, I don't understand it. I saw a uh, story too that said, um, mm. even though the like the House Freedom Caucus hated this, they they gave it a pass. Yeah, why? I don't know. I, I guess they're trying to, to to work together or something, and they were giving <sighs> Paul Ryan a break and his first big bill. I don't work
3: know. together on on things that are are uh, critical to your principles and your values. Like what life? Yeah
4: yes indeed. <laughs> yeah. like what yes, uh, indeed. you know the economy surviving right uh, yeah i yeah. mean pff, what who cares about any of that you well know, they that's, don't uh, I, okay. clearly they do not and this it gets uh this you know what they're scared away from the government's gonna shut down stuff they're being threatened by that um and you know that's what they're gonna do well part of this by the way we could what talk about what they could do is tell them to stick it up the rectal cavity Seems fair. So it seems like they, a fair thing. Yeah. Um, another part of this is uh, we're going to be able to export oil for the first time uh, in 40 years. Oh, that is part of the bill. That is supposedly part of the bill. Yeah.
3: Well, that I mean, that's a good part.
4: I think so. It's I mean, about time. I, it's
3: it's should have been done a long time ago. Yeah,
4: those sorts of things don't work. Uh, you know, saying yeah. hey, you know, trade barriers. This is an interesting lesson to learn mm-hmm. um, at this particular point uh, in our history as we're choosing. Someone to, you know, represent conservative values. It might be interesting to find one person in there who doesn't think that we should erect new trade barriers with everybody. I mean, that might be a priority. It's something that's interesting to note here at this time. Is that another ugly shot uh, at Donald Trump? Uh-huh. No, as I have outlined today, I want him to. I want to him to make America great again. Do you? Do you not want America I to be do great again? want to make America? Okay, it's great called again. management, Pat. Right. Okay, it's called it's called having a country. <laughs> That's
3: right. It's called we're gonna win again. Okay, yeah. You're gonna get you're, you're sick gonna get sick of winning. Mm-hmm. We're gonna win so much. We're gonna win against China. We're gonna win against Mexico. We're gonna win against Burundi, okay. Every
4: time he starts those rants, you know what he's gonna say. Yeah. He's like, he was doing this in the debate. He does the other day. five he like, You know, you know, we 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 never win anymore. I'm like, he's gonna say we're gonna we need to win on trade. Oh, we need to win on, and then he goes in and goes through a list, and like the third one is always we need to win on trade. We never win on trade deals. We always lose to Japan and Mexico and China. <laughs> it's always the same countries, the same phrasing, the same issues. It's the all same. he can do. It's all he can do. Uh, that's all he. He should have do. done that in the nuclear triad question. Yeah, he should. Yeah, well, the nuclear triad is very important. That's we got to win. We don't win anymore. So we <laughs> got to win on trade. So I think
3: we need all of the triads, uh, all of them, and you know, uh, and so we can win. And uh, so, but he had no idea. He couldn't do any of
4: that because he had no idea what the <laughs> nuclear triad was. The, the end of the, his <laughs> quote on that is when you read it out of context is awesome. It's something like. Uh, and I gotta say, nuclear, uh, nuclear—it's a power. Devastation is very important to me. <laughs> what? I gotta get to the exact point. It's so yeah, good. Yeah, you gotta find that because
3: right. that's—he's—he's he's terrific. He's really, uh, honestly good. Uh, okay, so in addition to the climate change stuff, got continuing the funding for Planned Parenthood. Uh, I guess you get tax deals doled out to uh, NASCAR tracks, race horses. And college students, Uh, congressional leaders agreed to the budget, of course, uh, year end here. And it's got uh, some interesting, interesting little spending things. We actually made some deficit gains under uh, John Boehner, whom we did not like. But even he uh, cut some of the bull crap from some of these bills. But they're all back. Uh, The deal explicitly exempts itself from budget rules that normally require all new spending or tax cuts to be offset by tax increases or spending cuts elsewhere uh so they got they gave tax breaks on everything from racehorses and film production to nascar racetracks and college tuitions and teachers out-of-pocket classroom expenses all covered in the massive deal but you know actually tax cuts Aren't don't piss me off as much as some of these other things as when you're giving money directly to like climate change or heaven forbid Planned Parenthood. I yeah. mean, if you're I, just taking less from somebody, yeah, I think I, I don't get that worked up about it.
4: I, I'm not. It's be, only because of the priority scale. It's yeah, like right. you're right. I mean, is it a bad thing to pick an industry and give them a tax break? Um, because you know, like for example, electric cars is a good one. You know what you're saying to people is like, you buy an electric car and you get a $7,500 tax credit. Well, it's like, well, I mean, it's not like you're necessarily taking, you're giving people, they're paying less tax dollars, but you're subsidizing an industry. Yeah, that I don't like. It's bad. Um, You know, worse than that is taking money from someone and just giving it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, And then a a step below uh, all of these, I think, is what you're talking about, which is like, okay, um, you know, someone gets a tax break for a particular investment. Um, you know, as a company or something like that. It, I, I don't like it. You can deduct it,
3: your college tuition, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like okay. I, I
4: don't like the targeting of those things. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't like saying right. like we like this activity, therefore we're going to make give you a break on it. I don't like that approach. I'd rather have it across the board. Um, but it's better, you're right, than just you know creating a new program that we're going to have to fund for the next thousand years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I would agree. That's a little bit better. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, here's the quote from Donald Trump, however. Um, he was uh, on the nuclear triad. Okay. The question from Hugh Hewitt was... This, of the three legs of the triad, though, do you have a priority? I want to go to Senator Rubio after that and ask him. Trump, I think, I think for me, nuclear is just the power. The <laughs> devastation is very important to me.
3: <laughs>
4: you had that pretty nailed. That was pretty much uh, it, right? Yeah. Okay. So, nuclear... Is
3: just the power. The devastation. The devastation is, is very, very important, important to me. Hmm. I mean, he's just babbling at that point. And he le- doesn't even know what the hell he's, he's saying. He no idea
4: what he's saying. Now, this is after he said. <laughs> he doesn't even know what he's saying. Should I give you the actual? This is the actual longer quote. <laughs> Do you want the actual longer quote? <laughs> this is good. What's the priority among the two nuclear triad? Well, first of all, I think we need somebody absolutely that we can trust. H- w- what? who is totally responsible, who really knows what he or she is doing. Think about that phrasing in this context. Who really knows what he or she is doing. He's in the middle of BSing a question about the nuclear triad that he has no idea what he's talking about. He doesn't know what the Mm. nuclear triad is. He's trying to fumble through an answer, and he goes to, we need someone who totally knows what they're doing, which is the exact opposite of him at that moment, Right? Um, who really knows what he or she is doing. That is so powerful and so important. And one of the things that I'm frankly most proud of is that in 2003-2004, I was totally against going into Iraq because you're going to destabilize the Middle East. Again, it has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. Nope. I called it. I called it very strongly, and it was a very important. But we have to be extremely <laughs> vigilant and extremely careful when it comes to nuclear. Nuclear <laughs> changes the whole ball game. Frankly, I would, have, I would have said, get out of Syria. Get out. If we didn't have the power of weaponry today, what? What? The power is so massive that we can't just leave areas that 50 years ago or 75 years ago we wouldn't care. There's a period there. Uh, it was
3: hand-to-hand combat. He thinks he, he thinks that the question is about nations that have nuclear weapons, right? Like and he nuclear prolif-
4: proliferation. He can't
3: something. even fake his way through this because he doesn't know if Syria has them so he's bluffing his way even on that mm-hmm. by saying that some of these nations that were in they, it was hand-to-hand combat but now if we leave them who knows what they'll do
4: with nuclear because it's a devastation that's very important very to important him. to him so um, the biggest problem the world amazing. has today is not president obama with global warming which is inconceivable this is what he's saying the biggest problem is we have nuclear nuclear proliferation and having some maniac Having some madman go out there and get a nuclear weapon—that, in my opinion, is the single biggest problem our country faces right now. Of the three legs of the triad, though, do you have a priority? Do you want to go? We're going to want to go to Senator Rubio after that and ask him. Trump, I think—I think for me, nuclear is just the power. The devastation is very important to me. I mean, it's ah, embarrassing. It is One, another part of this, which is interesting to me. Again, I said this about Hugh Hewitt before, and I, believe, I like this approach, mm-hmm. believe me, because if this needs to be illustrated, he has no idea what he's talking about. But Hewitt's done this to him twice, and where he's given him a question that he should know and doesn't know, and it's just difficult, and he doesn't give in and give him the details that would help him get through the question. Mm-hmm. Now he says here, in the question leading up to it, Hewitt says, Mr. Trump, Dr. Carson just referenced the single most important job of the president, the command, the control, and the care of nuclear forces. And he mentioned the triad. Now, he mentioned the triad. Then he says, the B-52s are older than I am. The missiles are old. The submarines are aging out. He explains he just, what the triad is. He describes is. what the triad is. Yeah. He's describing it's an executive it. order. It's a command-in-chief decision. What's your priority among our nuclear triad? He BS's the answer. Now, he, at this point, Hewitt realizes, I think, that he doesn't know uh, what, what this is. Mm-hmm. And he says, so when he comes back out, he doesn't explain it again. He just says, of the three legs of the triad, though, do you have a priority? He doesn't give him any more hints to actually get him to that answer, well, uh, Hugh, I'd say the third leg. Right. <laughs> the I correct like the answer there, leg. if you want to BS, the, by the, the way, is the middle leg. The correct answer, I think, uh, is really though. Look, I think all three of them are important. Yes, they're all three. I think they're and all they three equally important, and I and wouldn't want are. to give out any of that information before right. you know to to our enemies. Um, that, but you have to have some sort. But of you have idea to know what, what it
3: you're is. Talking about, yeah. yeah. Uh, more patents to come. I think for me, nuclear is just the power. Yeah.
4: Um, the devastation is very important to you. Very. Important. Devastation is important. The devastation. Yeah. I want to devastate things. Well, look. And that's important. It's called, we have a country. Okay? Oh, it
3: is. It is. It's, it's called, we're going to make America great again. The devastation is very
4: important to me. That's why I'm starting to devastate devastation with conservatives.
3: 888 deck it's uh, Pat and Stu. We are very close to the end of the year now. Very close to Christmas uh, and uh, very close to the end of the year because we're going on vacation here beginning uh, tomorrow uh, after the show. And so uh, we thought we'd share with you some of 2015's best news bloopers. And here they are.
4: It's Wednesday, right? I think so.
2: Hump
1: day. Uh, yeah, we're getting there. Hopefully we'll have a dry hump day. It's not real. Oh. He's standing in front of the net with about... Eight inches of his shaft in his hand, and uh, thought nothing will ever be as cool as crystal meth. Pepsi,
5: and it's likely one of those international cities might. <laughs> oh, the We're out. Working here, man. Of course, LeBron, bringing a lot of sex success to Cleveland, but just not enough.
1: Not quite not enough. Qu-
5: This is BBC News. I'm Carol Walker. When on space missions, astronauts get used to eating freeze-dried foods. But today, there's something fresh.
3: Gotta say, it seems like a better idea than eating food
1: grown on Uranus. Uh, Let's take a look (laughs) at the end of the night. Time once again to get you caught up on your news headlines. For that, the Hamburglar. (laughs) It's your birthday, I'll let it pass. No, i See, won't. she's I see dressed later. She's Daniel Charboat Captain said the new restrictions would just be too much. But Marine Fisheries Commission members, excuse me, don't agree. <clears throat> the new restrictions would come in the form of a long <laughs> I apologize. Are you
5: gonna miss your mom?
1: No. No? Oh, that's what's her face. Used to be with Fox. <laughs>
5: oh, don't cry. Are you <laughs>
0: this uh Oh oh, 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 what is that? That's because it's hot outside, stuff
1: like that happens. Did, was that live? Are we live? <laughs> <laughs>
5: I, okay, <sighs> no, yes, please, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think
5: Snowden's actions were worth that risk?
3: I think to cast him out to, uh, to that make him
4: invalid one. in society uh, simply because he has scissors for hands? I mean, that's, that's so strange because, I mean, people didn't get scared until he started uh, sculpting shrubs into dinosaur shapes and whatnot. I'm
2: having a good Friday, so I refuse to talk about the Kardashians today. You are on Let, your own, Amy. I can't do it. I, I've had enough Kardashians. He, I can't take any more Kardashian stories on this show. I don't How care. Do this family, I'm sick of this yeah. family.
1: Is that Bill Murray over there? Yeah, that's Bill Murray. Uh, we'll be back.
3: Oh, man. <laughs> that was not planned for Bill. Uh, 888 and 727 back. Uh, that was kind of fun. I yeah. mean, uh, some of those are, you know, I, I like the first one on hump day.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the banter is never a good Place to go with no. news personalities. It no. just doesn't. A lot of times
3: it goes awry like that. Yeah, yeah. So. It's, it's sad. It's sad. We actually highlighted the one that was the guy who was pretending to talk about Edward Snowden, but <laughs> yeah. his thing was really about Edward scissor hands. Yeah, it was but, what last month. Yeah, that just happened. Really, not too the, long ago.
4: Uh, really good delivery. It was, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't she get over never got it. I can't get over looking at that and seeing Edward Snowden uh, supporter and his name and then at fart. Which yeah. is his Twitter handle. Like, a yeah. w- guy's Twitter handle is at fart. You don't realize <laughs> when you're typing that into the computer that it might be a problem? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Those are producers who don't pay attention. No, it's just like, at eh, fart, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not good. Uh, now, we, of course, had our, uh, our share of, uh, of these things on the air as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually did, of course, have Jeffy, who's not here today, who, was, um, who went to the bathroom on the air. Yes, that um, did happen. Well, he had his mic on in the bathroom. Uh, and flushed the toilet in the middle of a segment. It a couple years ago now. Mm-hmm. It's still one of the most popular Blaze clips of all time. Hundreds of
3: thousands of people have <laughs> seen that. Uh, like a quarter of a million people or more. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. right, we're going to get into some uh, Star Wars uh, stuff coming up mm-hmm. here. Um, you, actually have, uh, you actually have a date to see that, like, tomorrow, right? I'm going to mm-hmm. wait until probably uh, Tuesday in order to see that. And you've already got the lightsaber. I love these things. Really loud when you're wearing a light.
4: So, yeah. like you'd think in the movie, it would, you'd think if you held it like this, it, it would hurt. But in reality, it doesn't. That's part of the movie oh, wow. magic: is a lightsaber wow. you can actually hold by the light part. It's totally huh. fine. It doesn't cut your hand. No, nah, doesn't at all.
3: time of year? Well, it's that time of uh, uh, the decade, I guess. It's been been more than a decade since the last Star Wars? Yeah, well...
4: Ten uh, years? Yeah, I think it's been ten years. Crazy. That's amazing. These things are big events, and I'm excited about seeing it this weekend. I'm
3: really excited. Um, We have threatened to do this all week, and so uh, we're going to do it. We're going to uh, go over uh, worst to best, our lists... (laughs) of uh, the greatest Star Wars movies so far in the franchise.
4: Yes. And uh we've done our research here. Now normally when we do segments and we explain something really important in our society, we don't even look at the information. No. Uh, but care. this we actually watched all six movies uh with over what the was past couple weeks, yeah. would you say Pat? Yes. Uh and tried to find uh things that were uh, interesting uh okay. and came up with the list of worst to first we'll start with yours, Pat. All right. Let's um, take a look at So mine. Pat Gray. Uh, his list of worst to first in Star Wars movies throughout the uh, two trilogies. There it is, there number six. Up. As you're probably not surprised,
3: episode one Phantom Menace, the worst of the bunch.
4: Now, we did find one thing that would redeem that movie a little bit, which was the Yoda quote fear leads yeah, to anger, yeah. anger leads to hate. Uh, Hatred
3: leads to. Suffering. Suffering. Hate leads to suffering. (laughs) Yes, and he says it just that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Phantom Menace, uh, really a bad movie. Uh, Number five, uh, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Okay? And uh, it's really close between these two. Four and five could easily be flipped, or they could just be tied. Uh, Number four is episode two, Attack of the Clones. So obviously the last three are the worst three, and I think on everybody's list you're going to see that. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure how much deviation there's going to be between us Uh It too. might we'll not see. be much. <clears throat> number three is, of course, Return of the Jedi. Uh, although I love the movie, it is uh, it is at best the third best. And number two, A New Hope. The so that's first the, the original. Yes, mm-hmm. the original, the first one, 1977 release. Love that one. Everybody loves that one. But it's not as good as The
4: Empire Strikes Back. <sighs> it's amazing. Uh, Empire yeah. is... The class of the series, I think that's. Uh, there's probably no richer. doubt about that. Yeah. there's just no doubt about it. It is. It's interesting watching it back uh, that the movie is a little slow. Like mm-hmm. there's kind of long stretches where there's not a ton happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think because you're you're learning for the first time about beloved characters like Yoda, for example. Right. Um, that, like, you get, there's sort of an excuse of him just hanging out in a swamp for 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, I think if they, if they put a swamp, 15-minute swamp scene in, in, like, The Phantom Menace, everyone would be talking about how horrible it was. But there's, like, a, mm-hmm. he's just, like, hanging around. Oh, here's this goofy little character that comes around, and he's, he's tripping, and he's knocking things over. Oh, it's a little green guy. Oh, he's one of the greatest Jedi of all time.
3: I will say, and I remember this so vividly, and I, I hated the fact that that was Yoda at first. Because as he's knocking things down and and oh so sure you mm, mm, oh Yoda you see you see Jedi Master Yoda and I thought if this is Yoda <laughs> I'm going to be so pissed and sure enough yeah it was Yoda so I was really disappointed at first but of course over time Yoda becomes beloved
4: and, and of course that's Yoda bsing Luke right like yeah he's he's just like yes. acting like a goofy character so of to kind of find out what's going on. Um, but but I
3: didn't want him to be Yoda at all. I wanted the Jedi Master to look impressive. Yoda doesn't, but that's the whole thing. That's the whole charm of yeah, him. You don't force have to be. Has that power, the Force? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: All right. Uh, so should we do my little let's countdown do, here? Let's do right. list. I will agree with Pat here. on the worst uh, film of the uh, of all six is, of course, the Phantom Menace. How they made that the worst of the movies is really interesting when you think about it. You've had three hugely successful, legendary films, and then you have basically an unlimited budget, uh, unlimited time, mm-hmm. uh, to do anything you want. And you come up with the worst movie in the you've entire had, series. You've had, the last one was in 1983,
3: and then you said you're done. Okay, I'm not going to do any You've had 16 freaking years to <laughs> yeah. think about this, okay, and plan for it. And then all of a
4: sudden... Uh, you come up with this? Yeah. Slop? Like, let's say Return of the Jedi came out in, you know, 1983, and they were like, all right, we need another Star Wars in 1985. Like, you might uh-huh. be able to understand yeah. The Phantom Menace being if it was as rushed. mediocre as it is. They had legitimately unlimited time yeah. to do anything they wanted. And, and think about, you know, you know, you go back and you're like, oh, well, the Jar Jar Binks thing didn't work out. I mean, maybe, you know, okay, that's, that was bad. But, like, just take the plot points of the movie. Like, basically, nothing occurs mm-hmm. throughout it you you have a trade battle that's kind of brewing but not really going on. They go to the Senate, they talk about that a little bit. Heads out, you've got uh you know, you've got a pod race scene where they, you know, it you know, a pod race scene is like it doesn't it's like a it's a racing scene. It was it's, like just a, just an excuse to show cool. from Ben Hur yeah. in space. Yeah. That's and, all and it just is. kind of like a cool special effects thing especially at that time. It's yeah. not as impressive looking back at it now, but it still was like for that time it let them flex their muscles with like You know, some sort of action scene in the middle of this Mm -hmm. movie that nothing is going on in. Um, And Mm -hmm. then, you know, okay, that gets them to win uh, the the, the kid who comes out to be Anakin. And and then towards the end, you know, they have a little bit of a battle scene and then a Mm -hmm. celebration and it's over. It's really I mean, I walked I went back to look at it thinking maybe I had been unfair to the Phantom Menace. No, it's actually that bad. No, it's bad. It really is that bad. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, fifth place, we've got... Um, it's not just a bad Star Wars movie. It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Yes, right. that's true. Um, and horribly acted. The kid in it is, is, oh, is awful. One of the worst. Ever. Um, episode 3, Revenge of the, uh, Re- the Sith, we agree on that. I, I, again, like, I, I think that's a, uh, I think that's actually a little overrated. So Phantom Menace actually is the worst one. Mm-hmm. And that's where it should be. Revenge of the Sith, I think people look at it and say, um, that's the best one of the prequels. And I, di- I disagree. The the, mm. the 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 change from Anakin into Darth Vader is completely unbelievable. Completely, it, 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 he's that's basically why a good I moved guy.
3: It from fourth to fifth.
4: Yeah, uh, that's big enough to just to, mm-hmm. to make it drop a slot. But really, I, again, it's another one of those movies where there are some cool scenes in it. There's some cool battles. Um, it's really definitely the darkest of the entire series. I mean. Oh yeah, uh, he's he's killing oh, yeah. children, younglings. Oh, bad. Uh, he's going around. They're killing all their friends. Are all dying? Um, mm. You know. Uh, now we had heard a, a bit of. Um, I don't know if this is invented or not, but the idea that if you watch the movies back, we watched <laughs> d- yesterday. We said, if you watch it back and you think that um, Obi Wan and Padme had an affair. The movie sort of makes sense. Yeah, um, sort of. Uh, which is kind the of interesting. transition, at least, yeah. from good to evil makes a little more sense. Yes, maybe. The other one I thought was interesting was uh, the theory that in the initial writing of that movie, uh, they had to explain that because, you know, Padme's dying. And why? Well, you can save her. That was why he seemed to be tempted by these dark side forces. Um, But what really happened was you had to take life from someone else to give life to the person you're giving it to. So, like, you had to take life from Padme to give it to um, Darth Vader to make him live, right? He would have Mm -hmm. died without that. And that was supposedly written into the plot initially, and they removed it because they thought it was too confusing. It would at least explain it a little bit because, you know, why was, uh, you know, uh, it kind of would explain what happened. I think it actually improves it, Mm -hmm. but... I mean, they went to Mm -hmm. midichlorians and kept that in there, but pulled that out? It doesn't make any sense. Really bad. Um, I think this is the most controversial part of uh, my list here. And uh, the one place I deviate from Pat, shockingly, in fourth place, I'm putting Return of the Jedi. Oh, wow. Now, most people put, they group them together. I think Mm -hmm. it's totally okay to do. Um, and And I think it makes a lot of sense. But watching Return of the Jedi, it's actually not that good. Uh, it, it gives you the charm of the old school people and those old school things, and it, it, I think it gives a lot of puts a lot of people in the retro world of like enjoying those people that, in their that state. And since it was part of that initial grouping, I think it gets the benefit. But the movie is over an hour of Ewoks, over an hour of them. These stupid little furry creatures bouncing around, throwing rocks off of the head of stormtroopers, and somehow it kills them. Uh, this terrible thing, and then you, you go in and it's like. The plot of it in and of itself, you know, Return of the, you know, you got Star Wars, you got the Death Star. You got, uh, you know, and of course, Empire Strikes Back. Fantastic. And they're like, well, what can we do? Well, they blew up the last Death Star. How about this? The Empire builds a Death Star this time. (laughs) And that's the plot of Return of the Jedi. It's the same. Like, they didn't even come up with a new, scary technology to blow things up. It's just they just built the same thing again—the mm-hmm. thing that ruined the uh, almost ruined the empire in, in a New Hope*. They yeah. just Alex ah, just built that same big moon thing again. What about that? That's a
1: good idea.
3: And I will say everything you everything you have claimed so far is true. Mm-hmm. It's still worse <laughs> than any of the prequels. I mean, it's still, better, still than, better. It's still better than any of the
4: prequels. Yes, yeah, the Prequels I, are still worse. Than the worst of the initial three, and I think that's I think that is uh, I think most people would agree with you on that. Yeah. I and I've been making this uh, argument around here for a while, and I've got uh, nobody buys of into it. Now, I'm, I'm rare in this case. I put in fourth in third place, Kay. Attack of the Clones, and All right. the reason I do that is there are huge but isolated problems in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, and it's essentially a 20 minute sequence, uh, 20 to 25 minutes. Um, uh, about a half an hour into the movie. The first half hour of Attack of the Clones is awesome. And the ending is really, really good. Um, most of the stuff outside of their love sequence is actually really good. Um, the only other thing that happens in that 25 minutes is they go to the planet with the clones and they have the really tall, thin people and they're mm-hmm. making all the clones. And that's... It's, it's not a terrible scene. It's okay. Um, it's, you know, it's slow, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the love scenes are so bad and so horribly done. Add on to that uh, a couple of isolated incidents where... Um, there are just horrible lines thrown in. The one I've, I've said is when they're dragging three C- PO's head, and he says, "This is a drag." So bad. Well, oh, so bad. And so bad. Hayden Christensen is terrible in the movie. Yeah. Uh, many times. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's it actually Natalie Portman. It's, it's actually pretty good. Portman is better in this movie than yeah. she is in, in Phantom Menace*. Oh, she's still bad. but she's not that great. Um, it's there is, and this is why I put it ahead of um, *Revenge of the Sith* because *Revenge of the Sith* has a lot of problems throughout it. Where you can just excise twenty minutes of this movie and it's actually good. Mm-hmm. So that is why I made the okay. controversial decision to put this in third place. All I right. would agree with you that A New Hope um, uh, it comes in second place. Yes. I will say this: rewatching them, I could have put A New Hope first. It, it, the the gap between A New Hope and Return and uh, Return of the or, um, Empire Empire Strikes Back was closer than I realized. Yeah, it's um, small. It, it, that's a great movie. It's yeah. a great movie. Yeah, it really is a great movie. Both Episode One and Episode Two are. Really, really good movies. And that's why I put uh, number one is episode two, uh, five, Empire Strikes Back. Um, so that, that is uh, kind of... Um... Interestingly, the only one directed by Lucas, I believe, is number one,
3: right? The, A New Hope. And then the last three. Did he direct the last three or not?
4: I know he did at least one or two of them. But he did not do either Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. No, those last sure. two he didn't do. Um, because so. that's the first thing that pops on the screen as the movie ends. And I noticed it, that they were different names than George yeah. Lucas in those last yeah. two. Yeah. So I had some other thoughts as I go through this. Now I, I, These are kind of like, you know, you watch a sports show and they have hot takes and they're kind of ridiculous, but then they debate them. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not supposed to say that before you do these segments. You're supposed to act like you really believe them, which I kind of do, but they're kind of re- a little bit out there. But let me code the and and, and, uh, and challenge you with these, Pat. Bold statements. Bold statements. Like, this is what they were like. Uh, bold statement for the Eagles game. I think uh, uh, Jordan Matthews is going to score 12 touchdowns this week. 12 touchdowns. That's my hot take. 12 touchdowns, Jordan Matthews. Doesn't, the guy doesn't believe he's going to score 12 touchdowns. They're just looking for something to talk about. Um, okay, so here are my hot takes. The Ewoks mm-hmm. are worse than Jar Jar Binks. No. Here's why. No. Jar Jar Binks is bad. He's really bad. Mm-hmm. But he's a minor character in episode one and does not appear at all in episode two, with the exception of a couple of sentences. Um, mm-hmm. So he's basically completely gone. And, and I will say in episode two, he actually comes back to ruin the entire republic. Because he comes back, the only appearance in episode two with Jar Jar, he ruins the whole world, basically, by giving uh, Hitler uh, power. I mean, it is such a similar. I mean, mm-hmm. that's seemingly definitely going for it. But they're going like it's essentially the enabling act of World War II, where uh, Hitler gets the chancellor powers and he goes through and he can just do whatever he wants. Um, that's Jar Jar Binks's fault in Episode Two, <laughs> which is awesome. They came back and they're like, "All right, right we well, you know you hate Jar Jar. Let's let him ruin the world." One mm-hmm. of the things I liked about Episode Two. In Episode One, he's really bad, but the movie's terrible anyway. The, the Ewoks, first of all, it's the same plot from Avatar. It's these little, uh, wholesome, organic creatures that take on all of this technology with rocks and and ropes and somehow win, which is a dumb plot point, and it's, 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 it's silly. Secondly, they're in it constantly. They're in it for more than half of the movie, these stupid Ewoks. And they're just cutesy, lovable, furry characters that don't advance the movie at all, and they're in it all the time. So because... You have, uh, with Return of the Jedi, a pretty good movie that's ruined by Ewoks. Episode one is not ruined by Jar Jar Binks. It's just bad anyway. He makes it at worse, but it's already a terrible movie. So the, the effect on the series is actually worse with the Ewoks.
3: Can't go with you there. Nah. No. But, Okay. Uh, you're wrong.
4: There's just no doubt about it. And is, is anybody I don't think think in hot right? takes anybody you're here to say? You're supposed to come up with like a rationale so we can bounce it back and forth like we're really passionate about the issue. <laughs> You're not supposed to be like, nah, "No, I nah. don't I don't think so." Jordan Matthews isn't going to no, do that. No, no. Nah, that's it's just, too it's many. just not logical. Twelve shots, that's too many. People don't score. Means, that, it's a it's lot of
3: times much. people don't do that in the season.
4: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hot take number 2 on Star Wars. All right. Princess Leia makes out with her brother intentionally. Yeah. She knows that her brother is her brother, as she states later on mm-hmm. when she says, I've always known. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yet earlier in the series, she just kisses him passionately anyway. Now, there's not a lot of tongue used, probably. You can't exactly tell. Uh, it does, It's not a make-out, but it is a passionate kiss. Have you looked closely kiss. to so, see if there was? Uh, yeah, well, I did a hot take. Tongue, you know, tongue I, involved? When you have a hot take, you research it deeply. Yes, uh, you do. Deeply. Yes. And I think I've done that here. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> st- given the fact that she stated she knew and uh, she made out with him, it's pretty bad.
3: I guess I've always known. Mm-hmm. And so you believe that they made out on purpose,
4: right? Well, she did. He didn't know.
3: Yeah, he didn't know. He just thought this was a hot princess. He wanted,
4: he wanted to hook up with her. Yeah, thinking it's a big hot princess time. Big time. He
3: was battling Han right. for for her attention for her attention. And yeah. so
4: he didn't know. You give him a little bit of a clearance. Okay. If but, you if you run into some girl at the bar and you you make out with her and you realize six so months later she's your cousin, she, it's not really your fault. Princess Leia is essentially an incestuous slut. Yes, that That's was. Point. That's probably the better way to phrase the hot take. Okay. Okay. Next up, uh, there. Well, this is not going to be any. Mm-hmm. Uh, super controversial, I don't think, but there is a terrible acting performance in every movie. It's not isolated to the prequels. There, it, there is terrible acting, and a lot of times it's Luke. To be perfectly honest with you, but the it, the movies are not acted well. It, it, it never, not. it was never good. They're not. You look at like uh, the kid in. Um, you know, I will Menace. say Harrison Ford is good in. Harrison the Harrison Ford's awesome. Uh, uh Fisher's is actually pretty good.
3: Uh, Carrie Fisher's pretty good. Uh Leno is good. Uh, then you got Alec Guinness, who's one of the great actors of all time. He's awesome. I mean, he's awesome the- and was sadly embarrassed by his part in the movies. Always hated the movies, always badmouthed the movies, wouldn't do anything about them, wouldn't, you know, participate in any of it and he just was nasty about the movies even though he's great in them and everybody loves them mm. i mean i don't know why you have to be like that but he was good in them yeah he was good
4: the chancellor's good the emperor's good yeah, in all they of are. them i mean there's but you're a, right. there's a if lot of there's a good weak
3: ones. acting link it is mark hamill
4: and there is in all of them all of the movies there's a weak acting link and some of the fight scenes are just terrible in those in the in the original prequel they're yeah. actually really yeah, bad yeah. okay last hot take for you before okay. we go to break return of the jedi Ruins what is possibly the greatest movie sequence of all time, uh, where in Empire Strikes Back, uh, Han Solo is about to get get put into carbonite and uh, potentially the greatest scene of all time. uh, He's about to go into eternal freeze Mm -hmm. and uh, Princess Leia comes up, says, I love you. And he says, I know. He doesn't say, I love you back. He says, I know, and then gets frozen for what he believes at that time is eternity. It's the greatest. Yeah, it's episode five, Empire Strikes Back. One of the greatest uh, uh, scenes of all time. Mm -hmm. Return of the Jedi. I don't know if they were were talking to the people who did our UN investigation and said women were were treated unfairly. They come back and reverse the dynamic. He says to her, I love you, and she says, I know, which totally ruins it. You can't have her get the best of him at the end. It's Han Solo. Han Solo wins. That's the whole point is Han freaking Solo. And she comes back and she gets revenge. It's some sort of like, I don't know if they had like uh, some women equality thing. It's like on a... On uh, 24, when they used to go to break and say, by the way, all Muslims are awesome. We want you to know that. Nothing like this could ever happen in real society because Muslims are all perfect. Back in a second, I'm Kiefer Sutherland. It was like that moment. It's like, oh, well, see, he bested her. And everyone loves that scene. And then they go back and they ruin it in the next movie. Thoughts? I, you know, I'm not passionate enough about the scene. You have to be passionate enough to really hot takes. get crazy about it. Pat, hot um, takes have to fake the passion. <laughs> Come on, get fired up. No, she should. She should
3: say it back what? to him. Right. Because um, it's strengthens the woman position, and oh, that, that
4: needs to be strengthened. All right. We need to break because we're getting late. But can we do it quickly with the betting thing? Do we have the betting thing real quick uh, where you can bet on Star Wars and the uh, and the uh, outcomes? Do we have that? I see it on the screen here, but uh, we don't have it. It's on, it's on my sheet, but it's, we don't actually have it. We'll do it on the other side. 888 727 Beck is the phone number. Uh, let's go, take a break from our hot takes for a moment, Star Wars related, and talk to you about a hot take for preparation it's called My Patriot Supply. Yeah. I feel passionately you have to go to my supply right now. Why don't you?
3: Well, what do you want to do? Buy a bunch of corn and beets and no. wheat? The no. point here, Pat, is it's not beets and corn right. and wheat. It's, it's
2: chocolate pudding.
3: Or country cottage mac and cheese it's or fu- something yummy like uh, fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. It's you what know? you actually like. Seriously, my wife and I used to have the discussion, what are we going to do with this stuff when, <laughs> if it comes to that? <laughs> She's that- like, well, I'll make bread. You know, okay, so we're going to eat bread and beans. Uh, and, she, and she'd always be like, well, if we're that hungry, if it's that desperate, we'll eat anything. You don't have to ever have that
4: conversation with this stuff because it's delicious.
3: Yeah. And that's it really lasts good for food. 25
4: years. It's food you'd eat in a regular day. Uh, yeah. And then you have it for an emergency purpose. It's great. Now, uh, my Patriot Supply is hooking you up with a two week emergency food supply for How much, 50 though? freaking Holy dollars. Holy crap. That's... 50 bucks. No, can't that can't back. happen. 888 893 7953 is the number. And on top of it, they're going to ship it
3: right to your door for free. It's the easiest, it's the most affordable way to get prepared. And all you need to do is pick up the phone, well, then and dial the numbers that correspond with what they'll pick up at their end. 888 893 7953 are those numbers. 888 893 7953. Call My Patriot Supply right now. Get two weeks for 50 bucks.
4: That price is too low! It's not no, my friend, it's, you know, it's not my friend, George Lucas lines his what pockets do a little more. What do you no, mean? or Disney, please. 888 727 it's Pat and Stu, hi. Hi, uh, we're talking about Sportsbook, uh, which has, uh, you can predict how much money Star Wars is going to take in this weekend. Look at this list, uh, this is uh, from uh, sportsbook.com, I guess. Um, 220, the favorite is between 201 and $225 million for the weekend, which would put it as the biggest of all time. Um, I think the, well, the depending on where two, it falls in there, but 206,
3: over, right? Yeah, 208, I think. 206 or 208. So if you go 209 plus, then you've got the biggest mo- box office opening of all time, which you know it could definitely happen. I would. I actually would be could surprised
4: if it happen. didn't. Um, uh, I you know, would too. But although, because it's also in over 4,000 theaters, which is more than yeah, any movie lot. ever. Um, so, but I love that uh, four to one uh, odds for 401 million dollars or more. I mean, 400... But think about it. Again, like the, old, the record is 206 million.
3: You know what's not a bad bet is the four 450, to, the 4.5 to 1, because at 151 to 200 million, that's still a lot. But, but not the biggest of all but time. But not the biggest of all time. And a lot of times, a lot of times, they don't meet expectations. Yeah. A lot. It's like yeah. you go to the movie theater, or and it's too crowded, and so you go somewhere else to some other movie. Or you d- delay... The, the, your uh, movie-going experience to another day or, wh- you know, whatever. But I wouldn't be all that surprised if it fell in the 151 to 200. Range. I kind of
4: like um, at 5.5 uh, to 1, you get 251 to 275. Um, or maybe 276 to 300 at that's 10 to 1. Man, um, I, don't, I don't even know if that's possible. I guess it is. It's a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot. By the way, the longest odds in the entire field, uh, under $100 million, which you could get 200 to 1 on your money. If it, if no it way kind of bombs, happens. there's no way. I've, I've no heard way. they've actually already sold $100 million worth of tickets already. Yeah, it was um, $50 million a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so uh, that probably makes a lot of sense. Um, Bloomberg went through a little list and tried to figure out, um, kind of pointing out that really, they, this, no matter what this movie does, it can't match the success of the original. Um, they go through and talk about it, it made 400 and, or $512 million in 1977 in and 1978, the original, um, which... which when uh, tickets only cost two dollars and twenty-three cents on average, wow! Um, that means two hundred and thirty million people went to see the film. Slightly more than the population of the entire United States. So, so more, we're talking
3: worldwide box office, obviously, right?
4: Uh, five hundred. No, well, five hundred is five hundred and twelve million. If uh, two
3: hundred, yeah. if, if more is people it, went to it than live in the U.S., that has to be a worldwide. Well, I mean, people... I mean, you them.
4: can repeat, but still... That's still impossible, right? Still impossible. Uh, today's dollar's first Star Wars was a $2.4 million, billion dollar movie. Yeah, so the $2.4 billion was the um, worldwide gross, right? You just looked at this. Mm-hmm. Inflation adjusted, $2.4 billion. Yes. Um, so that's what uh, they expect from The Force Awakens is about that same amount. Um, but it, the amazing thing is the original Star Wars budget was only $11 million. That's incredible. Which is today about forty-three million. Oh, that's so, a pretty good moneymaker.
3: yeah. It cost yeah. eleven million to make. It made five hundred and twelve back.
4: <laughs> not bad, not bad. Uh, the cost of making um, uh, uh, Star Wars, if you adjust in, for inflation, was about the amount for Fifty Shades of Grey, which is not a movie that was uh, you know touted highly for its uh, special effects, <laughs> as far as I know. Um, ironically, the new film could have uh, been made for far less if J.J. J. Abrams. Hadn't taken such pains to honor the initial trilogy. The director eschewed digital cameras for 35mm film. And in many cases, scrapped digital effects techniques for real sets and stunts. Nice. It's kind of amazing. That um, is great. Because that was one of the issues a lot of people had with the sequels. In fact, I will say I, um, one other thing I, meant to, I forgot to mention in my hot takes. As I was going through Return of the Jedi, they do another cantina scene in Return of the Jedi. Oh, so okay. So so the original one has the music that everybody knows that song. exactly. Everybody knows it. <laughs> so in episode three, they have another star, like Jabba the Hutt's in it again. There's another cantina scene, and they inserted a digital girl singer. Oh yeah. Do you remember this? Yes. It is. I do. Horrible. horrible. Now that's not the Bad. fault of the original movie, although I watched the digital re you know retranslation, and they have. Just, you know, all the cantina, cantina people were there, and then there's just this one digital character totally out of place who's singing, like, awkwardly with, like, backup singers that are puppets. I mean, it's terrible when you watch that again. Why? Remember how much those things were beaten up when they redid the digital thing? Yeah. That had to be why, because it's it was terrible.
3: It, it's, and Lucas said at the time, all right, it's all the stuff I wanted to do in the first one but couldn't. I didn't have the budget for it, so I did all those things now. Really? That's what you wanted to you do? You want to put a girl singer? That is just stupid. With, like, the big, long, li- like, a snout and lips at the end? <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> and then one, another one of the Ugh. things he wanted to do so bad was to make uh, the the town, what is it, most wisely, a lot more busy and right. and have a lot more stuff going on. And I guess he kind of did that in the remake. Yeah, he did that, yeah. In the, in yeah, did that, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. 888 727 more patents too. Uh up in a minute. Don't forget. Oh, Christmas twist. Christmas twist. It's coming up. Next, we're going to be eating crazy. Greatest um, Christmas movie of all time. Yeah. Greatest one. It. Yeah. We're going to
4: have a digital enhancement done on that, by the way. We're going to have, like, a That's lot of This kind of leads us into it here, Pat. Okay. He was talking about uh, television here in the break. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been 409 scripted shows in 2015. It feels almost all overwhelming. And you know, when we're like, oh, there's a new show you've got to watch. It's like, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't. I mean, with the exception of Jeffy, you can't watch all these shows. Jeffy watches
3: all of them. I don't, I don't know. I seriously don't know how he manages because he's here a lot, too. Oh, yeah. How does he also see absolutely everything on television?
4: I know. It's amazing. A lot of times we kind of it's mock amazing. Jeffy for his you know, work ethic and, and uh-huh. stuff. And, and, and in reality, he's actually here a lot. We just don't know what is accomplished by that. Yeah, we don't like, know what there, he's doing. There's well, not an so. outcome. Um, with mm-hmm. he, he is here a lot. We just kind of assume that his family doesn't want him at home. Mm-hmm. So um, he comes in. So he, he just he kind of said, get comes out and, and he and So But we don't know what he actually does. Uh, are here.
3: any of those scripted shows the 14 that uh, Hallmark has done this year? No, I think,
4: the 14 is it only new Christmas shows? I thought they were up to 21 this year. Oh, is it 21? Yeah. <laughs> 21 <laughs> new movies this year.
3: <laughs> they do 21
4: Christmas movies a year? Yeah. Did you watch the new Candace... Uh, Cameron Bure. beret
3: one, yeah, uh, which is what? What is it? She's she is driving, I think it's she's a new one. It, it, she's, she's, she's picked tr- up by a, a truck driver or something and taken home, <laughs> and like then <laughs> she realizes that she's
4: in love with the guy. Is it that one? I don't know if it's truck drivers? This one is, uh, they're going, she's going to get married.
3: Yes. Um, and yes. She's, she's got a to, fiance. Right. And but he's a jerk. He's not a good guy. He right. doesn't seem like a jerk at the beginning. He seems right. great. No, he does. He seems fine He always fine seems at first. fantastic at the beginning. But then the tr- the trouble develops.
4: Right. So the weather um, comes in, kind of locks t- him down in <laughs> Buffalo or something. Um, and uh, and he, she's there with this one handsome guy, of course. He's and a couple, dynamite handsome. And a couple? Yes. Yes, okay. Yes. And the couple, okay. they're 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 in that's fights right. all the time. They're, but she
3: goes home for some reason, I forget what the deal is. They kiss, right? Yes, But under then the she mistletoe. feels guilty cuz yep. she is uh engaged. Right. And, and I think he is too. He's no, got a girlfriend. I, he
2: had a
4: girlfriend, but they got in a okay. fight. And then and, and now and then the she, now the girlfriend is with her his brother. She
3: goes home and she's with a truck driver who she's telling the whole story to and he doesn't say anything and she Thanks him for being such a good listener. You didn't see that part?
4: <laughs> I but then watching. she gets home. It could be we're watching two very similar movies. And she realizes, no,
3: nah, it's that dude I just kissed. I gotta and, have him. And it was because gotta the parents
4: are like a super mega rich. Yes. Yes, where they're like sitting at the table. And they're like, oh, it's good to see that someone can buy something <laughs> off the rack. Instead of, instead of <laughs> <laughs> the mother is like, like so
3: the stereotypically yeah. <laughs> hideous. Oh, 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 it's good. You're, you're so gauche that yeah. You've bought a, what? Is that a three hundred dollar outfit?
4: Oh, it's really uh, that bad. And, it's unbelievable. And he's like, you know, all buff, like Tom Cruise-looking guy, yes. just like not standing yes. up to his parents. <laughs> and then they, he winds up breaking up the engagement. And they hey, actually go anxious.
3: to a country club to have dinner together. Yes. They do. And the new guy comes in and he just gives her a little sign.
4: Oh, no, because she was carrying around her vision board the whole movie. (laughs) All right, we gotta go. Oh, we gotta take a break, all right? We'll
3: be right back with the Christmas (laughs) twist, which is much better than
4: this. (laughs) She's carrying around everywhere she goes a vision board with pictures of her and her like, fiance (laughs) kissing. And she's just carrying it around inexplicably for no reason the entire time. I love those movies. Uh, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven. beck hello and welcome. If we had room on our Star Wars list earlier, uh, ahead of Empire Strikes Back, we would have put The Christmas Twist. Oh my gosh. um, Because it's it's, the greatest movie of all time.
3: Yeah, it had nothing to do with Star Wars, but it is uh, far better than any of the... And and this is widely agreed upon.
4: Oh yeah. Widely
3: acclaimed, uh, the greatest movie ever made. Yes.
4: Uh, the UN actually had, c- had a big uh, scientific it. study yes, uh, that yes, said, they, with they, consensus, mm-hmm. declared that Christmas Twist is the greatest movie of all time. Now, it's obviously the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Of there's course. no, There's no one who's even saying anything about that. But you're a denier if you don't think it's the greatest movie you're of all you're
3: time. You're put in jail. You're put in prison, and you're beaten with clubs until you die. Uh, so here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm nervous. Greatest. Here it is again. Christmas mm-hmm. Twist. Christmas
4: Twist. It stars myself. And, and, we're free uh, reported death. death.
1: Organizers say the annual Children's Flammable Toy Exhibition will be held again next season. Finally, the city has announced plans to go ahead with its proposed combination handgun, cigarette, and pork rind factory. The site for this slice of heaven on earth is our own historic hometown square. And so far, all 300 existing tenants have decided to sell, except for Noel Anderson, owner of local cookie store, The Christmas Twist.
4: Turn off the TV. I've got amazing news. (laughs) I just closed another business deal. Since, you know, I'm a businessman. And now I'm officially getting that big business commission.
5: Uh, I wish you wouldn't always talk about money around the holidays.
4: But honey, now I can afford the one thing I really wanted. (gasps) Noelle? Will you marry me?
5: (gasps) That's the biggest diamond I've ever seen!
4: Of course it is. From the richest boyfriend you've ever had. What do you say to a lifetime of that?
5: Well, I guess so. Did
4: you hear that, world? She said, I guess so! Oh, this is the greatest day of my life! We're going to have the best Christmas ever! Like a family! Me, you, and my money! <laughs>
3: Wow, is it cold out there?
5: I bet Santa himself will get frostbite. Did you finish decorating at least?
3: I sure did. I hung up so much tinsel that now I've got tinsels instead of tonsils.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Guys, are you watching TV? (sighs) Okay, just because I was driving here and I was then parking and then walking in doesn't mean that I didn't understand that news was about to break.
1: Quick, turn it on! And in case you just happen to turn your television set on, there is breaking news. In an attempt to go ahead with the new handgun cigarette pork rind factory, the mayor has officially made public an offer to buy the lone holdout local cookie store, The Christmas Twist. The mayor announced his offer for the 600-square-foot cookie store. 11 million dollars but he did place one condition store owner Noel Anderson only has 24 hours to decide it's now safe to turn your television off again in other news my kitty cat noodles is still missing <laughs> 11
4: million dollars for this dump you bought it for 18 grand I know, but how can you put a price tag on Christmas? Um, you're not selling Christmas. You're selling a meaningless collection of bricks and asbestos walls covered in toxic lead tinsel. Dad, how can you say Christmas is meaningless? I I didn't say that. Just listen to me. Maybe if you just ran a cookie store, or you ran a Christmas cookie store, or you just ran a butter cookie store, but you only sell the pretzel-shaped butter cookies. Uh, Nobody likes the pretzel-shaped butter cookies.
5: Oh, really? Then why did I sell three to customers this year?
4: <laughs> well, two of them were me, and the other one was a guy hiding from an Amber Alert. This is the worst business model of all time. It's not a business model. It's my dream. I am far too businessy for this. You have 24 business hours to decide. <sighs> <gasps>
3: it's okay, Noel. It's okay. You know, my grandpappy used to say, if it's all about the money, then it's all about nothing. Of course, when he said that, he was talking about $1.38. <laughs> this is $11 million. That's like John Kerry wife money, right? What's wrong with you?
5: Well, it all started one night when I was looking at the Christmas lights, and I ran over a homeless person.
3: Wait. You ran over what?
5: Don't worry. You're going to be okay.
0: Well, you've crushed every bone in my body. My pancreas is still in your wheel well. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be okay.
5: Oh, homeless vagrant, what can I do to make your pancreasless Christmas? Spirit live on.
0: There's only one thing, you know, other than calling 911. I really always wanted to open up a Christmas cookie store.
5: I can do that. I'm an amazing baker. I can make snickerdoodle, chocolate chip, molasses. The
0: store can only sell those pretzel butter cookies, the ones that nobody likes.
5: That's the worst business model I've ever heard, like, in the history of mankind.
0: No. No, it's, it's not a business model. It's, it's my dream. So,
3: you killed a homeless person. Well, I guess that's the way the cookie crumbles, huh? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: They
5: good?
0: Hey-oh, I hear you got a crapper to be plunged.
5: Yes, I stopped up the crapper. I've just been so stressed with my store closing. The last night I binged on fig pudding.
0: Ooh, that'll stop yeah. up a crapper alright. I, I love fig pudding. And the crapper. Really? We have so much in common. I love fig pudding and I clogged up my crapper last night too! <laughs>
1: I suppose we're all supposed to believe that my cat Noodles ends up dead the same weekend George Soros just happens to be in town. And in other news, we finally find out the future of our new handgun, cigarette, and pork rind factory in just 12 hours, 12 hours from now. Mark your calendar. Noelle Anderson will make her big decision. Still no word on why the mayor decided to make the deadline a national holiday. Or why the mayor would present the offer on the TV. Honey, did you make your decision yet?
5: Um...
4: Look, I understand that this story is your dream. Your heart. Your soul. Your deal that you made as you committed what a jury would likely consider manslaughter and killing a homeless man hallucinating about cookies. But it's 11 million dollars. Don't be an idiot.
5: How can you talk about dollars and manslaughter at a time like this? We can't sell the store. Where would all my pretzel cookies go? Uh,
4: they're not alive. It's, it's not materially where they would go.
5: Where will people buy their pretzel cookies for Santa? Santa loves these cookies. Noelle,
4: Santa wants chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> yeah.
5: You take that back. Take it
4: back. Noelle, you want to think about your pretzel cookies? It's not about the money. It's about how dumb you are. I mean it's it's a little bit about the money, but it's mostly about how dumb you are. I can't marry someone this dumb. Un- unless it's a Kardashian maybe. I, look, sell the store or I'm calling the engagement off. You now have 12 business hours to decide.
3: Here. It's Uncle Billy. Oh no, what's wrong, Noelle?
5: I might lose my store. Mm. My businessman, Fiance, gave me an ultimatum and I think I'm in love
0: mm-hmm.
5: with a common laborer. Oh, my. Who looks suspiciously like the homeless man that I ran over. Mm. Except he's wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. And I'm so torn.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, Noelle, my grandpappy. Was once faced with a Christmas choice. A choice just like yours. Should he marry his male lover? Or a really fat homeless man plumber he met when he stopped up the crapper.
5: Well, who did, who did he choose?
3: Neither. He was hit by a blonde woman in an SUV and left to die on the road with no explanation. But that's the moral of Christmas time,
5: right? So what you're, what you're saying is that I should marry my mean fiancé?
3: No, stupid. Oh, You're so stupid. How can you be this dumb? I mean,
5: that's stupid. So then what you're saying is that I should choose the plumber?
3: Yes. Wow. Geez, I'm really starting to see where your fiancé is coming from. You are stupid. Stupid.
5: (laughs) I mean, really dumb. Okay, well, I hope I have enough time to go stop up the toilet again.
3: Right? Well, I mean,
5: (laughs) you are
3: stupid. Can you do it?
5: I don't know. That
3: is <laughs> stupid. I mean, I <laughs> oh, Should I marry my mean fiancé? Yeah, dummy. Go ahead.
4: <sighs> so did you make a decision? I have a businessman meeting to go to in the business world.
5: Yes, I did. I, I did make a decision. I choose the Christmas spirit. And I choose this plumber... With potentially no future. He's homeless. But I just met him, and he believes in me, and he believes in my store.
4: Uh, good luck with that. Good luck with your stupid store with the pretzel cookies and this pointless plumber idiot. It, it, all of it's it's a big pipe dream. You know, because the pipes. He, he happens to work with pipes, and that's his, his chosen pr- profession. It, it's a pipe, pipe dream. I think it worked. I don't understand why you didn't.
0: No. Let's go fix that crapper together. You know, before I get started fixing your crapper, I just want to say this. I might not be a businessman like your businessman boyfriend. I might not have the intelligence, the pleasant odor, or the lack of mouth sores. I can't even afford a big fancy ring but I can't afford this.
5: Wait, did you just find that on the floor?
0: Well, <laughs> yes, but that doesn't change the question. Will you marry me?
5: Yes! Okay, I can't I can't I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs>